the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a battle going on for the souls of men. The taste of war is ever dear. But I am safe within the arms of God's dear bride. She is the keeper of my soul. She is the church of Christ. I'll not Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Breidenbaugh of the Gospel Defender Ministries. The message you are about to hear will encourage and equip those who have ears to hear to be a Christian, clothed with the armor of a Gospel Defender. I'll not Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible is filled with many good and important questions. Each question that appears in sacred script is immensely important. But the question we will consider in this hour is that of Hebrews 2, verse 3. After making known to his readers the superiority of Jesus Christ, over both the Old Testament prophets and the angelic kingdom, the writer of the Hebrews epistle asked this profound question. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? This question is profound because it has no answer. I cannot answer it. You cannot answer it. If an angel from heaven were to appear before us, at this very moment, he could not answer it. If the devil were here in our midst, neither could he. And God does not answer it. It is one of the most inescapable and unanswerable questions in the Bible. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Although this question in its entirety deserves to be addressed, at this time we will not do so. Rather, we will pluck from this question four words and concentrate our attention on them. Those four words are, so great a salvation. The Hebrews writer calls our salvation the so great a salvation. The greatest possession in the world one can have is salvation from sin, and yet it is the least sought after. That which does the most good here and in the hereafter is salvation. 
yet it is the least about which the human race is concerned. Salvation is offered to all men, yet most men do not have it, do not want it, and do not want to hear about it. Nevertheless, in the event there might be one good and honest heart among us who is curious about this subject, we are ready to tell you about the so great a salvation offered by God through Christ. When God wanted a world, he spoke it into existence. When God wanted light, he spoke, and the sun and the moon and the stars were created. But all this falls into insignificance when they are compared to our so great a salvation. For in that salvation, the love of God for us is revealed. Consider the fact that when the angels fell, God sentenced them to outer darkness forever. But when man fell, he sent his only begotten Son to work the great plan of so great a salvation. We now turn our attention to what makes this so great a salvation so great. First, it is a so great a salvation because it is great in its conception. This so great a salvation was not conceived in the halls of Congress or on the floor of some great convention. It is not the result of a think tank. It is not the concept of any mortal man, for he could never think nor plan anything this great. Neither was it conceived in the minds of the prophets, as Apostle Peter wrote in 1 Peter 1 verses 10 and 11. Of this salvation, the prophets who have inquired and searched carefully, who prophesied of the grace that would come to you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, who was in them, was indicating, when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. Neither was this so great a salvation conceived in the inspired minds of the apostles. For as the apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 2, verses 6 through 10, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But God has revealed them to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. This so great a salvation was not conceived in the minds of men, inspired or otherwise. It was conceived in heaven by the eternal, unchanging God. This so great a salvation took a mastermind to conceive. It took an almighty mind. It took the mind of God. And by the way, this so great a salvation that was purchased by Jesus the Christ at the cross of Calvary, culminating at the empty tomb, was not an afterthought of God. He didn't come up with it when his imaginary initial plan failed. 
this master plan of so great a salvation was not devised after the fall of man, but before his fall. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world, wrote John the Apostle in Revelation 13, verse 8. And so this so great a salvation is so great because it is great in its conception. Second, this so great a salvation is also so great because it is great in its cost. It cost the Father his Son. Though he loved his Son, he loved humanity even more. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It cost the Father his Son, and it cost the Son his life. The writer of Hebrews states in Hebrews 9, verse 26, But now, once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Concerning the cost paid by the Son, it is written in Hebrews 12, verse 2, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. This so great a salvation cost Jesus 33 years of separation from his Father in heaven and all the glory associated with his heavenly realm. As the Apostle Paul reminds all Christians in 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. It cost Christ a life of heartache, headache, and hurting. Not only did this so great a salvation cost both the Father and the Son, but it also cost God the Holy Spirit. It cost him his reputation. Even though Jesus said in John 16, verses 8-11, to concerning the Comforter, who is the Holy Spirit, when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. The testimony of the Holy Spirit is shunned and rejected by the lost world. This so great a salvation cost each member of the Godhead a great price. Not only this, but this so great a salvation is so great because it is also great in its circumference. This so great a salvation is so great in its outreach. It reaches out to the whole wide world. The great commissioner said in Mark 16:15, to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. 
after telling his audience in Acts 2 verse 38 to repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Peter went on to say in verse 39 that this promise of salvation is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Ladies and gentlemen, this so great a salvation extends to every nation, every culture, every race, every gender, and every ethnicity. It reaches out to those in the highest powerful positions, even kings. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you do believe. Then Agrippa said to Paul, You almost persuade me to become a Christian. This so great a salvation reaches out to those in the lowest positions as well, as seen in the fact that on the day of Acts 2 Pentecost, the invitation to be saved was extended to those who were guilty of crucifying, murdering Jesus of Nazareth, the only begotten Son of God. No matter who you are or what you have been, no matter how wealthy or poor, educated or uneducated, powerful or weak, this so great a salvation is so great because it embraces whosoever will come. And then, ladies and gentlemen, this so great a salvation is so great because it is great in its completeness. The Colossian Christians were reminded of this truth by the Apostle Paul. He wrote to them in Colossians 2, verse 13, And you, being dead in your trespasses, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. Paul said, all trespasses had been forgiven. Ladies and gentlemen, you and I are a sinner, and we are in debt over our heads to God. But Jesus, by his death, wiped out, paid our debt in full. Through the cross, our debts were erased when we were obedient to the gospel terms of this so great a salvation. By repenting of our sins and being immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ, we not only receive the remission of our sins, but also the indwelling gift of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, when a man paid off his debt, the canceled note was nailed to a board in the town square so that everyone would know that his debt had been paid. 
When Jesus went to the cross, he nailed our debt to his wooden cross and marked it paid in full. He paid the price for every sin. But ladies and gentlemen, we must have a blood-stained receipt in our hands when we appear before the judgment seat of Christ as proof of that payment. And now, two more reasons why this so great a salvation is so great. It is great because it is great in its capability. This so great a salvation is capable of doing at least three things for those who respond to its call. First, it is capable of pardoning us. Isaiah 55, verse 7, exhorts, Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord of glory, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Second, it is capable to empower us. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13, reminds us that there is no temptation that has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. We are empowered by the indwelling Holy Spirit to overcome sin and its temptation. Third, it is capable of enabling us to do great things. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So said Paul in Philippians 4, verse 13. Remember, Noah possessed it, and he built an ark to save his family. Jonah possessed it, and he preached one sermon, and 120,000 people were saved. Paul possessed it, and he changed the religion of the entire world. This is indeed a so great a salvation that we Christians have. And then we must not forget that this so great a salvation is so great because it is great in its conditions. If it were not in the inspired, holy, sacred script of our New Testaments, we would almost not be able to believe the conditions for our receiving it. This so great a salvation is a gift that God offers to all those who will accept and respond to its invitation. 
It is a gift that is received as a result of our exercising an obedient faith. The Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians 2, verse 8, By grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. And then he wrote also in Romans chapter 10, verse 3, to the body of Christ in the city of Rome, Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This so great a salvation cannot be borrowed, cannot be stolen, it cannot be begged, it cannot be earned, it can only be freely received by obeying God's conditions for receiving it. When one believes that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, who resurrected from the dead and repents of his sins and is baptized, immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of his sins and to receive the indwelling gift of the Holy Spirit. The Word of God says he is then a recipient of this so great a salvation. And now we come to this great conclusion. We have shared with you six reasons why this so great a salvation of Hebrews 2 verse 3 is so great. It is great in its conception. It is great in its cost. It is great in its circumference. It is great in its completeness. It is great in its capability. And it is great in its conditions. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? But before we close, let us not forget that though this so great a salvation can be ignored by the unsaved, perhaps a far greater tragedy is its being neglected by those who have received it. The Apostle Peter warns the Christian in Second Peter chapter 2, verse 20, who has at some point received this so great a salvation, that if after they escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the latter end is worse for them than the beginning. Peter warns that though one may have possessed this so great a salvation, he can end up so lost. So again, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Don't ask me. 
I can't answer There's it. There's a battle going on for the souls of men. The taste of war is ever dear. But I am safe within the arms of God's dear bride. Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Breidenbaugh speaking. You have just heard another Gospel Defender Ministries radio broadcast brought to you by the church that Jesus built, that preaches all of the word to all of the world. Jesus said in Mark 16, 16, He who believes and is baptized will be saved. So find someone today who will immerse you into Christ today before it is everlastingly too late. Our mailing address is Gospel Defender Ministries, Post Office Box 575, Chillicothe, C-H-I-L-L-I-C-O-T-H-E, Chillicothe, Ohio, Zip. 456-01. You can also contact us through the World Wide Web at gospel-defender.org or by email at agosdef, A-G-O-S-D-E-F, agosdef, at roadrunner.com. At your written request, a transcript of an audio copy of today's message will be sent to you free of charge with no obligation from you now or in the future. We need to hear from you as soon as possible, so please take the time to contact us today. Now until you and I meet again at this same time and in this same place, our prayer is that you will be steadfastly set for the defense of the gospel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.